Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And today we, we are doing... <laughs> We, I just had a weird sound moment, thus my leg. We have the fantastic guest, comedian Veronica Garza. Hi. And we are going to, uh, all three of us, unpack um, the suitcase, the suitcase <laughs> that is the 2018 movie. A very special film called... Les bomb. <laughs> it's just it exists. <laughs> and we are going to talk about it with very smart opinions and ideas. You should have said we're gonna defuse the les bomb, but <laughs> oh wow, you're totally right. I I don't know why I'm <laughs> talking about suitcases when there's a bomb to defuse. Okay, hold on, guys. I need to I need to switch Wi-Fi's real quick. <laughs> okay. Honestly, Jordan needing to switch Wi-Fi's is something that would happen in the movie. It's a movie Definitely. full of like the Wi-Fi not connecting and and situations. Uh, while, you're, okay. while you're switching that Wi-Fi, is there anything you want to tell me? Do you uh, have a boyfriend? Oh, oh my fucking God. Okay, so this movie, (laughs) this movie was created to torture every single person that watched it. Number one, this movie was made in 2018. This movie was made two years ago, which is maybe the wildest thing about Les Bum is that it was made only two years ago. I mean, there's so many wild things. It was two years ago. It was written and directed by Jenna Lorenzo. So this is a woman actually made this as if, <laughs> as, with, as with the other Lost episode that we did on Grey Matters. Also a woman. This is a woman's both times. Women um, do. <laughs> we will probably be making references to the episode that did not, that was not... Um, gray matters because we did gray matters and we were so irritated the whole time about how much of a bad movie it was and then we watched this and this is the episode that you get to hear and this movie is so much worse um, it's so much worse it's not <laughs> like like gray matters really does feel like a movie compared to this right and also <laughs> just like What's the wildest thing is that, like, I was told by other, like, queer people that Les Bomb was a bad movie, but if you check Rotten Tomatoes, it's really well, like, reviewed. And yeah, it's 89%. What happened? Make sense. <laughs> that got me mad because it was like, you don't have to like everything that queers do. Like, sometimes we fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel like the 89% was just, like, a guilty straight people? Yeah, they were like, it's getting better like it. Listen, I know you don't like my style, but you gonna, you're going to like this movie. And uh, now... Yeah, I, I feel like it must have been some kind of straight guilt because, like, I was reading some of the reviews and, like, it just seemed like people were just like so shocked that this movie exists. Like, wow, you're coming home for Thanksgiving and you're coming out as gay. It's like they were acting like there's never, maybe 
there has to have been a movie about this already. So I don't know why, but everyone was responding to it like it was the first movie of its kind, which maybe like leads to the fact that because this movie has big name actors, the movies that have covered this before aren't really thought of. And this is considered to be the big one because it has Cloris Leachman, Steve Gutenberg, Elaine Hendricks, um, Bruce Dern, Kevin Pollack, <laughs> like this collection of people doesn't make any sense. What is, especially it's, what is Bruce Dern doing here? <laughs> it's such a weird group of, of actors. <laughs> like I like many of them as actors and I even felt that a few people did a good job at their roles, despite the writing being very chaotic. Um, but it doesn't, I, I'm very curious what the process was with the casting directors. I almost feel like this was a thing where like all the people involved are just like, oh, right, the gays. Well, like, <laughs> we want to, like, yeah. it was almost just like a thing where it was like, we're going to do a good thing. We're going to be in this movie. Because none of these they, people actually need to be in this movie. Like, they have enough money to, like, there's, like, except for the leads. The leads are really the only people who, like, probably need this. But even, like, the guy who plays Austin, which is the, which is the only Black character in this movie, he's, in, he's been in, like, three comedy shows, like, recently. Like, yeah. The Mayor, there was that one that was on ABC where, like, I think it was, like, a, just like a young black man running for mayor. He was in God Friended Me, which like wasn't super popular, right. but he but it's like really recent. He was also in Search Party, which is like a little like niche comedy show that like a lot of people like. So it's like it was weird that he was in it. Cause I'm just like, you're in real things. Injury <laughs> like, I think I feel like people maybe thought that it could be more than it was. Like they were like, yeah, I don't need this, but this is gonna be this is gonna be something cool. And then they all started to read the script out loud, <laughs> and then there were cameras, and then this happened. I think Jordan's right though, like because I know, like you said, we're gonna reference the last the last episode that I'm lucky to be a part of. But remember, like Sissy Spacek was in Gray Matters, and it's like, why the hell are you here? You're better than this. Um, and so I think it's one of those things, like, if you hear, like, oh, it's, it's, it's gay, you're just like, oh, I gotta do it, because if not, like, they'll think I don't like the gays. Right, yeah, I almost just feel like it's like, okay, you're a veteran actor, let me add some gravitas to this, like, gravitas in this movie. <laughs> Don't no fancy words in this movie. It makes sense, it's like, oh, hey, hey, like... I'm cool. Don't worry. Like, I'm cool. I, I like you. <laughs> I did this one queer film in 2018. It's like, if you did it in 98, I'd be impressed. But in 2018, everyone's queer. So I don't care. This movie is kind of like a worse version of the movie that we already did, Jenny's Wedding. Where it was oh my also, gosh. Where it was also just like two femmes that don't have any chemistry. <laughs> yeah I trying to don't believe that they've had sex yeah and yeah we're like yeah because it was like Catherine Heigl and Alexis Bledel and I didn't believe that they had sex and then I think the the dad in that was like someone like like a, like a famous a famous actor Tom Wilkinson Tom Wilkinson was wow. the dad 
like yeah this is this is like just like another version of jenny's wedding and this came up this came out after jenny's wedding so it's not even it's it's a ripoff of a movie that's not even good and i don't yeah sorry about may i say something about jenny's wedding my mom doesn't know it's come out yet she called me about three weeks ago and she was very excited about the trailer for the movie she saw that had the girl from Grey's Anatomy and the other girl from Gilmore Girls. So don't spoil it because my mom legit just saw the trailer for Jenny's Wedding. So we probably shouldn't talk about it anymore. And I am fucking serious. Oh, my. She was God. very proud. She was like, you got to see this trailer for this lesbian movie because she's, you know, she's she's supporting me now. But she doesn't know it's come out like years ago so don't ruin it for i love that and i wish i wish we could talk about jenny's wedding with your mom oh my <laughs> right God, that would be such a good episode oh yeah i just want to oh i just want to tell the listeners that like there's this weird like internet skipping sound i don't know if it's gonna pop up on the recording but if it is it's because we're using zoom and it's because spectrum is bad so if you have an issue with it Tweet Spectrum and make them feel bad for it. Yeah, that's that's Spectrum's fault. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> is. Like, I mean, we're all recording from different computers now, so maybe one of the recordings won't have that weird sound, and then I won't have to worry about it. But even so, I'm leaving this on the track because I'm just that frustrated with Spectrum. <laughs> Get together. Um, the truth finds a way. <laughs> Sometimes it's through a podcast. Yeah. So Les Bomb is a film about a young woman who is getting ready to tell her family that she's that she's a lesbian and it like that she wants to move in with her partner and blah blah blah. You know, it's the whole thing where it's like uh it's a holiday, so let's announce something really, really important in front of the whole family, which I almost feel like is a white thing because I couldn't imagine showing up. Like my family is Jamaica, both Jamaican and Southern, and that's really two communities where, like, I don't really want to make <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want like especially like over food. No, I don't. Mm-mm. You don't need that chaos in your life. No, that sounds that sounds terrible. I don't think I've ever actually properly come out to my family at all. Like, I don't think that they're gonna care. I feel like their reaction would just be like, "Well, you're with a man right now, so it really doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about this." Um, uh, southern uh, bisexuality it's it's not real I've heard <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so it's so there's so she's supposed to be I don't even know which girl is the main girl I guess the main girl is Lauren I'm assuming main girl yeah. is Lauren and then Haley is the blonde one. Yes, there's the right. brunette. Yeah, Haley's the blonde girlfriend. And Haley is the blonde girlfriend, right. And so they're getting ready to like do this big announcement. But then for some reason, Austin, the roommate, the black roommate, the only black person in this movie. Well, there's an old black lady later, but who just shows right. do we know who she is? <laughs> okay, but I don't know who she is. She just shows up in the movie. She's not introduced. Is this older black lady okay? Like, why is she here? Why is she there? I was so concerned for her. (laughs) And also, she was lit really weird. So, like, when she was in a shot, I was just like, why? It's like the lighting was, it's, the lighting was set for white people. And so, like, everyone else looks weird. Like, the actor who plays Austin, who, um, 
which a black man named Austin, you can really tell that white people wrote this. Um, Brandon Michael Hall. Brandon Michael Hall. He looks very weird and weird in a lot of shots. Um, I mean, he, his whole character is weird anyway, but he shows up and everyone just assumes that he's the boyfriend. And it's a weird thing where like the family seems to like consider themselves progressive just for liking him. It's really strange. Like, nobody ever talks about the fact that he's Black in the movie, but I feel like the indication is, is that, like, okay, we accept that she has this Black boyfriend. Aren't we so progressive? Except for, like, Kevin Pollack, who is just, like, trying to murder this Black man from the moment that he oh, oh, my God, that scene where he drives him. I was so... I was like, this is a horror movie. Like, this, this is... Uh, they accidentally wrote a scene from Get Out. What is happening? Yeah, right? This movie, like, is so it's weird because this is supposed to be a lesbian coming out movie, but so much of this movie is like a white suburban family reacting to this black man who is just like for some reason in their house. And every it's not like everybody's being total shit in, but everybody's being so weird and also he's being so weird I've never seen a black man I just couldn't like as a black person I don't just roll up into white people's houses and like try to make myself at home like it doesn't even (laughs) matter how long I've known them like I wouldn't do that so this black man is strangely written where he's just like super reckless and is just like (laughs) really in this weird situation it's also that and everybody else is also treating him weird but he's also not acknowledging that he's being treated weird. It's, I don't. Yeah, it's weird that he's not invited to Thanksgiving. Like Lauren didn't invite him, even though they're good friends and roommates. And he just shows up because he likes the family. But they're not childhood friends. They've just been roommates for a few years. If they were childhood friends, sure, some of this might feel like a little less crazy. But they're not. So it makes no. I can't imagine someone I'd just been roommates with, like inviting themselves in that way no it doesn't make any sense he was at thanksgiving the year before because that's why he ordered everyone to smoke turkeys that year because he had been there before and the whole time i'm thinking is like where the hell is your family austin like why aren't you visiting them right because the whole reasoning is like oh he has this girlfriend but she's a new girlfriend and so he doesn't want to go to friendsgiving with her but yeah i thought it was weird that his family never comes up his family yeah, never like not at up. all. And he basically like, okay, so he had one good Thanksgiving with his family. And so he's just like part of the family now. It's also weird because like whenever he interacts with Kevin Pollack, Kevin Pollack acts like he's never met him before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like very like suspicious and like, hey dude, like be careful, which is terrifying. Um, it's a very weird dynamic. There's so many scenes. There's a scene where he's like, uh, where Kevin Pollack is just like harassing him in the car. It's like, you had sex with my dog. Like there were so many racial undertones. Like even like, there's a part where Austin is just like standing in the yard and he's like doing a back stretch, like a yoga stretch. And he's just doing it in the yard. And Kevin Pollack is just like looking at him. And then he's just like, this, this, this man is like showing his pelvis to the neighborhood. And it's like, uh, black people? <laughs> yeah, no, Kevin Pollack is definitely very racist. <laughs> like, I felt like that was overt, but I also, with the movie, 
since it was written by a white woman who seemed to think she was actually talking about coming out, even though that was buried the whole time, I was like, maybe she doesn't realize how racially coded this is. Like, it's not I, even coded. I don't, because I don't, I don't think that she does. Because like, if you look at it, like what, like just simply watching it from a black perspective, it's a really uncomfortable movie. And it's also uncomfortable because like this black man doesn't seem to be aware of his blackness, but everybody's treating him weird anyway. So I don't. And he has the, there's the young cousin who hits on him, which is another. Oh thing. my God. That like, that like tween. That, that, me out. that was so disgusting. It was so I'm like, girl, girl, don't touch him. He's an adult. And he's like, doesn't he say something like you're a teen girl, you're a teen girl. You're he, like, he knew, like he legit said out loud, like, I'm going to go to prison for this. I didn't do anything. Yeah, no, he constantly. Yeah. So, um, there's like a young, there's like a tween character in the movie, listeners, who keeps on hitting <laughs> on Austin. And like, it's a very uncomfortable thing where like Austin's just like, you know, you're sure you're going to be a heartbreaker when you're older. We are just not at the same age. And then this girl like kisses him. And then Kevin Pollock sees it in, you know, racist watchdog Kevin Pollock. And then just like chases him <laughs> down. And it's so weird, too, because, like, that's a very dramatic thing that happens. And then, like, Lauren's response is, like, hey, guys, I'm trying to come out, and y'all are all being distracting right now. And it's, like, he could go to jail. Yeah, yeah. I also was, like, she's a, she claims that he's her best friend, but she seems to have no awareness of his experience. Like, I was just, like, you're very, very disconnected from your best friend. <laughs> throw a black man into a white home and then have him have all of these like racially coded experiences and then just be like oh this is just hijinks <laughs> oops did I ask you and put you in a position that like could ruin your life oopsies I'm sad <laughs> so this couple Lauren and Haley this what do we think about this couple? Well, I know what I think, but what do you guys think about this couple? Uh, they were annoying to me. I don't know. Something about, it's like, they definitely, they just didn't communicate the right way. It was kind of annoying to me. I just, but I always like, I'm like, just, just, it's weird. I don't know how comfortable, like the whole situation, like the whole plot, it's like, you show up with your girlfriend. How about you come out to your your family first and then you ask them, can you meet your partner or girlfriend? It's like you don't just show up with her because then she has to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to have to lie and say that's your friend for a little bit. And I don't know. That just comes off really disrespectful. Yeah, I yeah. felt the same way. I felt they put her in like a really weird position and it was just like, I mean, really, the only reason why the movie, the movie is exactly 90 minutes. And you get the sense that, like, they really had to stretch to hit that. because It lasted forever. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was very long, 90 minutes. <laughs> because, like, because, like, the only conflict is, is that everyone keeps interrupting her. But also, like, she's not assertive. 
And I feel like she never makes an indication until the end that she has something important to say. I think that they just think that she has something to say that it's not that important. She never says, like, I have an important announcement. Can everyone be quiet? Let me get this out. Like, she's just not assertive. So I kind of, like, don't feel bad when people cut her off because it's like they don't know what you're going to say. Right. You're just doing their petty white shit. Like you need to bring like a <laughs> bring like a whiteboard or like a PowerPoint or something because of course they're not gonna listen. Uh. Yeah, I felt um I definitely agree that I felt it was disrespectful for her to, first of all, very chaotic to come out on Thanksgiving. What the fuck? Like, because you're not yeah. only coming out to your parents, you're coming out to all of the extended family and you're bringing your girlfriend and making her deal with their first reactions. That seems so emotionally reckless. Um, I definitely agree that she should have come out first to her family before bringing her girlfriend into it. Cause that put Haley in such an awkward position. But I also felt I did, there were points where she was like, I have something where she did say, I have something important to say. She never said announcement, but she was like, I I did think her parents were so frustrating um, and did not listen and like she needed to be more assertive. But at the same time, there were so many things going on that every time she's like, can you please listen? Somebody would like run out of the room and it was like, it was like. There were too many characters and like, yeah, it was. I truly do not understand why Steve Gutenberg and Elaine Hendricks were in it. Like their whole thing. Right? Oh my gosh. So useless. Also, like, this is really jumping ahead, but like the cartel is part of this plot. And when they <laughs> arrive, they're literally just like, we are the cartel. Okay. What is the least cartel I've ever seen anything? <laughs> I like it's not the cartel. <laughs> I was offended. Who <laughs> like announces themselves? We are the cartel. Also, drugs was weed. What does the cartel have to do with marijuana of all things? Like and a van. It's gonna be. It's gonna be coke. It's going to be heroin. Like why? What would the cartel have to do with marijuana? This is, it's so fucking stupid. And it was just it's like, a cartel. it felt like just an excuse to have Steve Gutenberg in the movie. And it's like, we don't, there's so many movies that Steve Gutenberg has made that don't need to exist. So <laughs> why do we have to see him? Like, once again, I feel like we, there was one other time where we did a movie with Steve Gutenberg and I just spent the entire time talking shit about him. Uh, <laughs> I think it yeah, was I'm trying to remember, but I do have, I have like a vague, I have a ghost memory of that. <laughs> it was, it was high spirits. It was high spirits, wasn't oh. it? Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Like that was a trip. It's not that I hate Steve Gutenberg. It's just that like, he has made some of the least essential films in cinematic history. And I resent him for that. I also really hate Three Men and a Baby. Like, it's one of the worst cinematic experiences of my life. I'm just like, you're here again. You Like, there are two Three Men and a Baby movies. We yeah, Three Men and a Baby after that. I just... And Elaine Hendricks, like, what a waste of her. Also, like, this is a lesbian movie, and we have Elaine Hendricks, who's, like, so good at camp. 
and then you don't give her anything camp to do except right. to play second fiddle to Steve Gutenberg when she's funnier than him. I don't. But wasn't her character a little bit more aware of the fact that they were gay? Doesn't she kind of go like, oh, oh, I know what's going on? Like she played along with it a lot. Like I feel yeah. like for half of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like her. I was surprised. It took me a while to recognize her. Um, because my only reference for where I always call her the girl from Superstar, um, which I know she's in so many other things, but for me, that's where she became, I became aware of who she is. But I felt like for the half the movie, she was the one that was kind of like in on the fact that like, oh, we're just waiting for you to make this announcement. Yeah, she was kind of like the only chill person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like she like she had her dynamic with her daughter, the sex pest. Um, I'm just gonna call that. <laughs> I'm just gonna call that Tina's sex pest. She, where, but it was such a cliche dynamic where it's like, oh, my daughter is on Snapchat. I don't know what Snapchat's called, but like other than that, she was very chill. Like she was very much like, oh yeah, they're gay. When when is everyone gonna like shut up? <laughs> like right. <laughs> And also, doesn't, also, doesn't like Bruce Dern see them kiss at the beginning too? Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't blow up their spot, so good for him. I was wondering, like, that's the thing that bugged me. I'm like, is he gonna say something? And he didn't. What's weird is that, like, I think the main problem with this movie, aside from all the problems that we already mentioned, is that the first two actors like aren't really experienced. The, the the leads, the lesbians, aren't really experienced, and so you have all these comedic performers and they don't know how to play off them. So it's almost just like, it's a waste of time. Like I could see in a better movie, like a scene where like, like one of the lesbians is like getting high with Cloris Leachman and like talking about pussy or something like, <laughs> like yeah. that in a better movie, but it's like, you can't have Bruce Dern and Cloris Leachman here. And then like nothing for the leads to really do with them because the whole part of having like, dirty old grandparents is how they interact with the young characters and if there's no interaction then there's no point in them being there <laughs> right that's true I was waiting for Cloris Leachman because I'm used to who, who she like what she does in movies yeah I was waiting for her to say something dirty or nasty and I got nothing and that yeah. was for me I left the little empty because of that because I've got so used to like seeing her say like that like dirty shit was it even in like wasn't that her in uh beer fest yeah yeah like, like she was fucking just spanking that like she said that was perfect and it's like i love that she does that yeah and i mean this is like her whole like later career like i would have loved like the two scenarios that i kept on wishing is that like her and bruce dern just like fucked a lot and that was the joke because <laughs> i personally love that oh um, yeah you have lesbians. You love these older people fucking. Yes, older people fucking. I love that. And also, just like it could so easily have been like, oh yes, well, like in the sixties, I lived with a woman. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like even something like that. But it was just like I don't know. Like I don't know like the sexual orientation of the director, but she seemed so. For a movie called Les Bomb, she's so uninterested in queerness. And I feel like a great like element of like coming out to your family is basically finding out who in your family is queer or has had queer experiences right. that they can realize we're queer. Like there's so many interesting conversations that could have been had, and instead we got like 
racism in the cartel. She's, well, I know. I, I know she's actually gay because I tried to look her up. She didn't have a lot like for her resume, which that says a lot that she got a movie. But um, I looked up her Instagram and it looks like she has a partner and she's like the character she plays in the movie is a lot more femme than she comes off actually in real life. So maybe she was trying to like create this different. I don't know, reality or false reality. And also I, I was reading about the movie. I guess her parent, like she shot the movie in her childhood home. Like that's her parents' house. So that's maybe like, it I seemed feel, like, it seemed like yeah, a it's, real house. Right. So maybe her parents were like, maybe she like didn't have like this big coming out big situation. Maybe they accepted her right away and were very supportive um so she doesn't understand like the like I guess maybe she she didn't understand like the barriers or like she assumed that everyone else has to have this big coming out party because she actually was very support very supported by her parents but I mean I don't know that's what it looked like to me just kind of reading about the movie because I will say this there isn't a lot on the Wikipedia page either because no one wants to admit they saw this (laughs) yeah I I did I did think it was interesting that she didn't seem curious about family members and like their experiences or sexuality or like because I honestly felt like I got a vibe uh from Elaine Hendricks like right yeah like I felt like Elaine Hendricks like had been with women like her character and I felt like that was part of why she's just like oh yeah like yeah. not that she needed to be with women to to know, but just like she was like, oh yeah, hey. But then she also said that weird thing about scissoring, so it was like, but she yeah. was fine. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Oh yeah, I forgot to. We forgot to mention, say it outright, that the director and writer of this movie is also the star of this movie. And I feel like directing yourself is hard, and doing it for your first movie seems. Like, I mean, I like part of the reason why Kevin Smith plays a silent character in his movies, I especially think at the beginning, it was because he didn't know how to direct himself. And it's like, if you're not talking, then that's like not something that you have to kind of worry about, you know? Like, I figure, I think that Silent Bob was like a director's shorthand. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a very smart, it's a very smart shorthand in my opinion. Yeah, and so I don't know, like, I don't know for your first movie that you should star in it. I don't think that you should do that. Like, Silent Bob was a side character in Clerks. He wasn't the protagonist. Like, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, I don't want to be mean. (laughs) No, I mean, I agree because I, yeah, I I don't think that since she's not experienced as so many of the actors, like, I don't think that she had the ability to bring what this role would have needed to work. I mean, again, I think the script needed a lot, but like, (laughs) she just did, like, I don't know. She said that she loved Haley, but I didn't feel any chemistry between them. Like, this is supposed to be about them as a couple and her telling her family about them as a couple. And I felt, I understood why Haley was frustrated because I was like, there's no chemistry. You don't seem, you don't even seem that excited that she's here. You're so absorbed with the stress. Which, sure, that's a family thing, but also I was like, where is the connection? Yeah, I don't, I I don't really see how they work. Like, I mean, 
they definitely touch each other way more than than Alexis Bedell and Catherine Heigl did in Jenny's wedding. But like the more contact that they had with each other, the more that I was just like, something doesn't work here. Something's not right. I don't know. <laughs> isn't that like also like you saying that I think that for me it stands out because that's her first lesbian relationship too I think right because she's coming out to family as the first girl I'm like right, I'm gonna yeah. be honest that's not gonna last. that's not gonna last um if we're being like if we're thinking about it so of course it kind of shouldn't make sense because part of her like you know opening up this door of lesbianism I guess is you know finding out what doesn't work and I'm sure she's into it but she'll see later that like why everything was wrong it's like oh we didn't have chemistry oh she, you know I um, I couldn't even tell my family about her oh I chose to come out on Thanksgiving maybe it's just like it's just like consistently all wrong and I'm like okay well that's all right I mean you're still gay but like that's yeah you know what I'm saying I, it's hard to get that but maybe that's part of it yeah I mean yeah I could totally see that because like even though, like, when they said, when she, at the end, when she comes to Yoko with the bouquet. Oh, my God. Like, the yoga scene, I was like, yoga. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to be in that yoga class, like, when one woman comes in to get her girlfriend back. <laughs> it's just so I'll wild that everybody at yoga would just shut the fuck up so that you could tell your girlfriend that you love her. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like when she's when she's delivering that line, like I love you. It's like I feel like she believes it when she's saying it, but it's but it still doesn't come up convincing. And I think it's just because she just doesn't know yet what it's gonna feel like when it's right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a really great read. Uh, it, it's like she's coming she's coming out to herself. So she's like, oh yeah, I can have these feelings, but she doesn't know that they could be much deeper and much more compatible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, and I'll say this, like she's telling her she loves her and then they move in after being, they've only been together, what, six months. Like it's very, that's, that is right on. That is very lesbianic, but <laughs> it took me, like it took me three, almost three and a half years to move in with Leslie and I love her. But like, you know, that's, they were moving at a fucking 10 year pace right there. And that was a little too extreme, but also that is the whole lesbian, like that is a big aspect of, you know, women dating women. They go, when they go in, they go all in and it's like, girl, it's a mistake, but that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're moving in together. Um, after six months, that was like the most believable part for me. I was like, all right, (laughs) that's, that's real. Um, Should we even mention the Austin kiss? Okay. Wait. Yeah, that was weird. Like, that was a weird thing that was shoehorned in. I don't even know if we need to go into it, but it happened during all the things. I was going to say, I felt like like, the dad, like, kind of, like, gaslit him into thinking, oh, I do like this girl. Um, Just the constant. Because did they they sleep together? Did they not? Or did he lie? Because he was like. I was so confused about that. I didn't know if they really had or not. I I thought they had. I I think that what happened is, is that they had sex once and it was weird. And then they just both wrote it off. But then, like, it's weird because, like, when Austin first shows up, it's just like. He's just there to be a troll. And then like by the end, it's like a love triangle. And I'm just like, 
but but he was trolling. Like, why is he taking this seriously? Also, it's just weird it being a love triangle anyway, because Lauren, like, she's a lovely girl. She's not that interesting. So I just no, like, I feel like if like if you're gonna go to the mat for this white girl with this weird racist dad, like you gotta like actually <laughs> really love her. And I just didn't believe that he did. I just felt like he was bored. That's yeah, it. I didn't really get that either. I was like, I was like, yeah, you guys have like good surface banter as friends, but her family's traumatic and she's obviously not into you. Like, why what is this move? And I just I got really upset at the at the screenplay for that choice. I was like, this isn't adding anything. This isn't even adding stakes. It's just chaotic. I just felt like his character made no sense. Also, there's there was already like there's like a cousin like dude who shows up who's who's like uh, his chaotic energy I feel like wasn't enough I feel like we didn't need two chaotic men and then whenever they're in the same room together it's like impossible to know what's going on because those two men are just so loud and so messy yeah absolutely I don't know oh. who that guy well, was that was the brother the the guy who was hitting on Haley was uh her brother that was her brother. Yeah, that kind of annoyed me. I was like, you can't be a left with woman with women ever. Like, I did not I like not his say. character. No, he was just like very like I honestly got rapey vibes from him because he was getting his yeah, sister. Right. His sister was like, leave my friend alone. And then she was like, This is my girlfriend. And he's like, Whatever, this is a challenge. And it's like, dude, gross. No. Yeah, you, you know, it, I like him for so many, like mainly that it was, yeah, very rapey. And I did not, I was like, you know, I, I don't think no one, I don't think anyone told her, like, you've got problematic enough. You don't need to add more to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not making it more interesting. It's actually just making the movie more clouded, crowded, clouded. Yeah. I don't know what words are. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, such, a, it's such a crowded. Neither did the writer of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, this is like knowing it's the whole time I was looking at the home, I was just like, this is somebody's house. This feels like a very personal production where they just got like all of these famous actors to come to this house. <laughs> yeah, it was a very real suburban house. I was like, yeah, that looks like someone's house and versus even like the Hollywood version of like a suburban house. Yeah, the, the whole the whole time I was watching, I was like, who? I don't know why I thought this. I was like, who's which? Uh, New Jersey kids that went to UCB got money to make this movie. <laughs> There's definitely that vibe. Yeah. Right? That's what I got from it. Yeah, I would love to know how she managed to get, like, these, like... Like, like Bruce Stern and Cloris Leachman have been, like, playing joke characters for, like, the last couple of decades, but they've been in some of legit... Some of the best movies of all time. Like, right? last picture show like they shoot horses don't they and so it's just like I feel like she the the director was either rich or her producer was rich because I just don't know what else this would have happened one of the Farrelly brothers what one of the Farrelly brothers was part of it oh my fucking god they really produced this that's so funny 
And that's probably why they got into that. Because even I'm like, I go, did he? Oh, he thought he was really doing something here with this. But I think that's probably why all those big names were part of it. That's so funny. And I feel like that totally ties everything together, honestly. That, like, <laughs> that just like ties so much together for me. This this is like almost a, a, almost a Ferrelli Brothers podcast. Like we really only have to do like one or two more of their movies and we'll have done all of them. Oh wow! I'm okay. Yeah, we <laughs> we're still we still need to do the heartbreak kid. Wow, we've been through a lot on this podcast. <laughs> we did, we did me, myself and Irene. We did. There's something about Mary. We did Hall Pass. We did the Fever Pitch remake. Like we, we. Wow. Yeah, we've been putting in time. <laughs> I made Kyle watch watch Hall Pass twice. Oh, oh God! Wow. Twice? <laughs> you put in ten thousand hours. Man. Were you mad at him? Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, love being able to tell a man what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so I'm trying to think of like what would be a better version of this movie, and I would honestly just say just <laughs> just watch Gray Matters, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny that's so funny I love I love that yeah now we're like see gray matters that's, see, that's depressing see gray matters it's I mean gray matters is stream is streaming for free on Tubi TV you don't have to pay any money for it Les Bomb is streaming for free on Netflix but like you don't, like I mean not for free because you have to have Netflix but you know what I mean but like you don't need to watch it like I was oh. 30 minutes into Les Bomb and I was just like no I was like, okay, it's going to be more stressful. And then like at the end, eventually she'll come out. (laughs) Like, yeah, Yeah, please just watch something else. Like with, with just something else, like at least, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Just watch Grey Matters, I guess. This is weird. (laughs) What a weird. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Uh, yeah, I, um, I I can't wait to watch more, to do more lesbian rom-coms because like they I don't because they're so outside the studio system I feel like they're just like all bizarre <laughs> yeah there's you know not like, there's not the if same want, kind of formula with your family home for the holidays is that the one what Veronica, what's up? I can't see you move, and I uh, you oh, faded oh, out. You are froze on me. I was I was saying what I I didn't know if you heard the one that I thought that you could watch instead of this. Oh, what is Did it? You, um, I was gonna say if if you want like the claustrophobia of being home at the holidays and the feel of the holidays, and also a little bit of queerness, then it would be um, what's the movie? Um. Is it Home for the Holidays, the one with uh, Holly Hunter? Oh, yeah. I love Home for the Holidays. Yeah, that's a great one. Because it has, like, Robert Downey Jr. being there. And, like, that movie, it took me two times to watch it because it is kind of claustrophobic um, in some sense. I don't know. It creates that weird, eerie feeling. But also, it's, like, it has kind of, like, that same. I'm, like, but that this movie made me appreciate that movie more but I already did but it was like oh that's kind of maybe that's what she was trying to do I don't know oh, that's 
such a great pull. Also, Steve Gutenberg is in that one too. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot. Fuck, you're right. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, I limit. Yeah, like limit. You're right. I like to think that Steve Gutenberg is just roaming around suburbs, waiting for another one of these movies to be made so he can be there. <laughs> but yeah, Home for the Holidays is so is so good. It's directed by Jodie Foster, and yes. yes. So, so it's like, totally Bionic then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, did you did you guys notice that like in the nineties, Robert Downey Jr. played gay more than once? Like that's not yeah the yeah totally it's like his thing for a minute. He's probably too high to remember what he was doing anyway. But yeah, it was that's he true. did that a lot. Yeah. Ah, all right. Ah, so glad that we were able to record again with you, Veronica. So fun. I'm glad, I'm glad we could pull it off. I'm and I kind of worried after the last one. Like, I don't think we got something out of it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And then we watched this one. <laughs> and I was like, let's watch a shitty movie, but don't worry. We can we can get this. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get some we'll get some gold out of there. We'll spin some. Yeah, and I mean like even if the sound is weird on this one, I will release it just because one of these needs to be released. And also right. times are so strange that I feel like nobody nobody gets to complain to me about the sounds. I'm doing the best that I can, okay. Spectrum keeps yeah. on getting rid of my internet. It's a pandemic. People are like, uh, like marching everywhere, which good for them. I wish I could be marching. I was outside once yesterday and they were just like kids without masks. And then like I came home and I felt sick. So like hopefully I'm not like sick sick, but also put a mask on your kids because yes. I do yes. not need any more stress. Why don't your kids have fucking masks? It's still a pandemic, everyone. Oh, these bitches. Masks. If you have extras and your neighbor's not wearing one, offer them a mask, you know? Like, if I have to be around another white kid without a mask, I'm calling it anti-black and anti-bisexual. It's going to be two counts. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I wouldn't know. I'm actually currently in Provincetown. I've been at the beach all day, so I don't care. <laughs> living your best life i love that That's um, so they're like, we can come back. no um we were so happy to leave honestly it was like this shit's getting real we gotta go um but for the most part a lot of people like are wearing their masks and it, it's nice to see people aware of things because they're on phase two here but the phase one like this past week i love like i like at one point leslie and i were walking colin and i was like are we just not wearing masks anymore because people legit do not care now. Yeah, it's scary the people who don't like it, it worries me. I don't I don't they understand really don't that understand science or they just don't care about other people. It's maybe both. That's what we were saying. We're like we we don't think that's that's our I feel like that's a very American thing that they're like I don't have to wear a mask. It's like it's not about you, it's about other people and we just can't people don't realize it and that's that's super annoying and it's I don't know, it's frustrating. I get frustrated about it. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Americans are just generally, like, very individualistic. Like, for some reason, Americans yeah. think, like, their survival is just based on themselves. And it's like, no, like, the whole point is that we live here together and that we have to depend on each other. Like, yeah, uh, America. people don't care about But um, where can we, where can the listeners find you on Twitter, Veronica? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Veros underscore broke. 
That's right. I've got no cash. And you can find me on Instagram at Veros underscore got underscore jokes. And uh, when is this going to be released? Do you know? This is probably going to be released on the at the latest on Thursday. Okay, perfect. So um, I'll be doing my uh, one-woman show on June 22nd for, uh, what is it called, Solo Shun Festival. And uh, yeah, like you'll see me post about it on my Instagram. I'm doing my one-woman show called I Tried. It's about all the all the men I slept with. Uh, which will be hilarious because we all know that did not work out. Oh, oh I, <laughs> I'm gonna watch. Uh, I love that. <laughs> can't be worse than Lesbom. <laughs> yeah, and I think all the listeners should watch your show instead of Lesbom. <laughs> I definitely think so. It'll be gayer, even though all I talk about is sleeping men with men. <laughs> Okay, Bronwyn, take us out because I can't remember all the things that I'm supposed to say at the end of the episode right now. Oh, I mean, I think we've said most of them, but, you know, uh, our our song is by Clutch Douglas, Seattle-based band. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, all of the things online. You can leave reviews. Please, and also support um, all the protesters in Seattle right now. Yes. <laughs> After you're thinking about Seattle. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, don't listen to Fox News about uh, what's going on in Seattle. Um, right. That's where I'm from. I have family who has been to the areas that are being lied about and friends and it's peaceful and good. And um, yeah, drink water, wear a mask, take care of yourself. Um, I've been Bronwyn Isaac. I've been Jordan Searles. Um, guys, thanks so much. I'm Veronica Garza. Thanks for having me. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.